All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ventures Podcast. I'm excited about today's episode with Mike Anderson. We talk about just kind of the nuances of scaling DAOs with a very specific example of Banyan DAO, B-A-N-Y-A-N-D-A-O dot X-Y-Z. Banyan DAO is a new DAO that is all about promoting human flourishing by scaling a community of entrepreneurial leaders. And we just had our April 29th training day event. And so Mike and I kind of talk about the early part of the DAO leading into this event, and more importantly, how we're scaling the DAO. And along the way, we do talk about the dynamic NFTs from a product management perspective, why this is important. We talk about some of the, the commentary of Yuga Labs and their other side land drop this past weekend. Um, and how that just why those things matter, our own little commentary on those questions and t conversation topics and more. So if you're listening to this episode, you can also watch by visiting wclittle.com and there I'll have even more of the links and show notes to the things that we talk about today. And if you're watching, you can also listen anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can just search for ventures and it should show up. So with that, please enjoy this conversation with Mike Anderson. All right, Mike, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So we have just completed the preseason of Banyan Dow, culminating in our April 29th Web3 training day event to help level up people into Web3 product management. First of all, maybe quick, like, who are you for those that didn't listen to some of our previous episodes and then just dive in. I'd be curious from your opinion, how'd that go? Yeah. So Mike Anderson, I've been starting and scaling companies for about 15 years. Um, Will and I work together on Code Fellows. I've done a whole bunch of others, some in machine learning tech space, others in direct to consumer, uh, started an ad agency called Belief Agency. Um, and yeah, Banyan Dow, wow, what a rocket ship. Uh, we... we <laughs> set out at the beginning of this year to do an experiment in Web3. Can we get a group of people to work together and coordinate from around the world um, and, uh, and be able to build an organization together? And uh, it has, to say that it's scaled fast has been an understatement. Um, we have, we're almost 400 people in our Discord server, mm. maybe 50, 50 contributors-ish, something like that. Like Just to give an idea, I think um, we had six continents represented um, last Friday at the event. Um, and we had product managers from all kinds of companies that you've heard of that are amazing and new and upcoming ones, amazing speakers. And like on this Thursday, we have a group of West Africans in Banyan Dow who are putting on their own Twitter spaces because they want to see Nigeria and their neighboring countries get involved. So it's wild. It's a rocket it. ship. I love it. Let's get the link to that and put it in the show notes. So, all right. For those who just listened to that first couple of minutes and have no idea what we're talking about, let's back up a minute. Recap. What is a DAO? All right. A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, which means instead of having like an operating agreement uh, and, a, and an LLC uh, to start with, we actually start with contracts that are use crypto technology to determine who's a member, how we vote and how we move our treasury around. And so it gives us all the tools that we would normally use lawyers and banks to navigate and it allows us to navigate those things um, online first. Not to say that we don't bring in LLCs later and operating agreements later to make sure everything's above board, but primarily this thing is, we have an organization that's built as a web application on the blockchain. Mm, that's a really good summary. 
you're right. We do have to, we skip the whole banking and lawyer thing and uh, with a lot of the ability to work using smart contracts to, to programmatically keep a record of the transactions, whether that's financial transactions or just data that we wanna put on a blockchain, like the result of a voting proposal, right? I remember in the early days of blockchain, it was all about voting on like elections on the blockchain, right? All the popular shows on Netflix or whatever would always say blockchain voting. <laughs> Nobody knew what that meant. But now, at least for the listener, it's the blockchains that are sufficiently decentralized, that are not controlled by a centralized authority, you can buy via transaction fees, you can buy block space and have a very public and very trusted ledger with information on it. It can be transactions of money, but it can be other, other types of transactions. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. So with Banyan Dow, I won't we won't go over the history of it again because we've done it in previous episodes, but I do want to talk about preseason and season one, right? In our previous episode, we kind of talked about what our, what our visions were and things for it. But now that we're in it and, and, and the partnerships that we have with other DAOs, what is it going to look like? How, what, what's the setup? And for those that, that are listening in who may want to join Banyan DAO, like, tell, tell, tell us more how you're thinking about it. Yeah, so we organize ourselves in seasons. We try to roughly stay to quarters. And the reason that we do this is so that we can get everybody on board with what our story is and what our narrative is. What are we all doing together? Because when you have hundreds of people, it's like it's like a huge, fast-growing startup. And you like you have to communicate clearly with people, organize people well. And so um, where we're at right now is we know that we want to build a decentralized network of entrepreneurs. Like that network is really valuable. If you think about like, um, Facebook in the early days or Twitter's, Twitter in the early days, the investors looked at it and said, this is inherently valuable, even if you don't have your advertising model set up yet, because building networks of value yeah. is valuable. We're building networks of builders from around the world who care, who are passionate, who are willing to invest their time and their passion into a project for each other. So we're building that network and we have a few different projects that are going now for season one. The first one is we're building a decentralized LinkedIn. Think about it like that. Like what would happen if LinkedIn wasn't behind somebody else's firewall and you could find jobs, find people, be able to put your own profile up on a blockchain. So that's the first one. Um, that meeting's actually going on right now. And boy, is there a lot of great energy there. Um, I just left, I just left that meeting a second ago. And like, like literally on Discord right now, like you can go on to our Discord at Banyan Dow. You go to BanyanDow.xyz and you can click in the upper right hand corner. That takes you to the Discord. And there's meetings going on all the time. I think there was like six straight hours of meetings uh, yesterday. Wow. But if you wanted to go just sit in and see like, how does a group of people around the world coordinate? Like right there is how you do it. That's cool. And so, uh, so we have that project. Then we have an NFT project that's looking at how do we bring people into the DAO? And they come in, uh, I, I hold a, a meeting twice a week and you're going to put your wallet address out and I'm going to drop a seed into your wallet, like a Banyan seed. And then we're, the, the goal of this project is to take people through steps to help them understand the culture and the best practices and how to be a, a functioning member of Banyan Dow. So it's almost like an, a little education uh, course where your wallet get, goes from a seed to it will add soil, water, air, and, uh, and eventually you'll have a Banyan tree. Wow. Will it be the same NFT that evolves and get, gets more metadata or will it be a new NFT that replaces or all of the above? 
so actually today at two o'clock they're meeting for their uh the first time this season we've already done our our preseason work to like to organize the project and kind of put the main milestones in place but now they're they're figuring out exactly how we're going to do it technically so it sounds like then with with banding dow uh there are a series of there are a number of projects that people are building things like the decentralized LinkedIn or like the NFT project that you're talking about. Um, but then there also needs to be teams internally that just help the DAO scale. How, yep. right. I can tell sort of a theme of this podcast is going to be scaling DAOs because <laughs> a lot of DAOs are starting from new and there's lots of conversation about how, how to do that. But for us, and for you specifically, as one of many different perspectives in the DAO, but how are you approaching that with regard to just the foundations for our internal operations to scale? Yeah, so um, so if you tried to scale it like an organization, you would need just like crazy amounts of HR resources, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you think about a normal org chart, you've got you know some somewhat shaped like this, and people will have job descriptions. And those job descriptions are going to ladder up to key results that managers are responsible for. And that's kind of how you would organize that kind of an organization. Well, here we have people coming in. We've got people whose work gets busy, so they have to hand stuff off quickly. It's just it, like it would look like absolute chaos. I mean, it is absolute chaos, but we're making huge progress all the time. And so what we're doing is it, like the way that we're talking about it is we're growing like a tree. And so if you think about it, a tree has wood that gives it the support to grow up and then it has leaves to go out and try to find new energy. Mm. So if we, if we think about the wood as being processes, mm. what are the things we do over and over again that keep our Dow healthy and growing and, and supported? And then we think about the leaves as being new projects, right? Like a little bud that goes out, mm. can we get more energy? And just like a tree, um, what, like if you watch a tree, like it can grow in all kinds of ways. And that's because it's got an algorithm to seek the sun. We've got the same kind of algorithm to seek um, basically like how, what, what can we do that's either going to bring in money or bring in enough passion that people are going to go pursue it, right? And so we're, we're, we're dialing in exactly how we talk about this, but, but we're trying to build a business philosophy that's very organic in nature so that as we're building this, we're also learning about how, how to build an organization and we're also growing the ecosystem. That's good. That's good. So, all right. I want to switch gears just for a moment because something very important happened over the weekend, this previous weekend in the Ethereum ecosystem, specifically with NFT clubs, specifically with Yuga Labs minting of other deeds, deeds to the land in their metaverse that's called the other side. And they ended up having so much demand that people were spending upwards of five, six, seven thousand dollars or more for just a transaction fee to outcompete other people for block space to buy an NFT that was essentially a lottery ticket to determine what sort of things would be on that that would be revealed 24 hours later. They ended up raising, I think, over 300 million plus everything on the secondary sales. They ended up burning through almost $200 million worth of gas fees. This priced out tons of people who became very upset with the way that all this went down. There are so many different layers of commentary on this. I want to maybe explore a few of them, but just for you, Mike, 
what what's your overall take on this? Maybe even from the perspective of product managers, but just overall, like what 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 do you think? So when I look at the NFT space, um, participating and, and buying an NFT is basically backing a team that have an idea. It's not that dissimilar from venture investing, right? But now all of a sudden with NFTs, OpenSea basically makes it open to anyone. So like, I'm not personally an accredited investor, so I can't go and invest in a company that I'm not working on. Um, and so, but you have a lot of people who for the first time ever now can go and they can, they can invest. And so we have this weird scenario in which um, people see the future, right? Like you talk about going down the web three rabbit hole, they see how these tools are going to change chain together. And these teams are likely going to build the next Facebook and Twitter, and they want to be a part of it. There's the social aspect to it. There's the learning part of it, but there's also just, there's a lot of people who see this as an investment that they're making. And so everybody's crowding in because who wouldn't want to be part of the next Facebook and Yuga labs has kind of, uh, kind of like how Disney folded in like Star Wars, all the Disney characters, you know, like they have all the IP. Yuga Labs has gone and bought a lot of the IP and they've shown that they can execute at a higher level. And so everybody's like, that's the one I, I want to be a part of. And so there's a lot of scarcity and th they designed it for scarcity, mm -hmm. right? They designed a certain number. They could, they could have infinite land if they wanted to, but they chose not to, right? Like Web3 allows that. And so I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I don't, I don't have it, but I think I mean, if I had the money, I think I would probably invest in it because I think it's probably a good return. <laughs> That's not investment advice. I'm just talking about myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, okay. So, because there's parallels between the NFT project that we are working on with Banyan Dow with mm -hmm. what Yuga Labs just did with their other side drop and this concept of like dynamic NFTs. Let's Let's talk about this for a moment. So, you said that when somebody comes in, they're going to get dropped an NFT that's a seed. And then it, that it, as they perform different actions within the organization, very similar to what Yuga is saying, although we don't have a lot of details yet, in terms of performing actions to help build and create the metaverse that they're building. On the Banyan Dow side, you're going to be able to perform certain actions to, to evolve your NFT. In what ways do you see these evolving nfts being kind of interesting and or beneficial for human organization and human progress here yeah i mean uh, an nft is an object right like it's like an actual object on the internet yeah and and so um for the first time ever like like you can't just change a database right like it like you're actually building objects and you can own them for the first time and so objects in real life change also. And so the idea of being able to create objects that, uh, that we can program and can help, uh, trying to, th it, it's like a technology, right? Like, yeah. like any application that you want to build can be built into an NFT and we're in the super duper early days, right? Think about the internet in 1993 and like what a blog was like before you could have backend databases and like you could, right, right. like an NFT might be as complex as an iPhone app soon, mm. right? And so we're just in those very early days of getting that initial layer of technology down and then that's gonna get abstracted and then more stuff's gonna get built. And so these NFTs are, are creating the meta, like they're creating the metaverse. <laughs> they're creating a whole world of, of digital objects that you can own control, sell, and program. Huh. I hadn't even thought about NFTs as apps. 
But yeah, if you have a non-fungible token and that token be, can be dynamic, why don't we, why, I, this is a question. I don't know if either of us know the answer, but it seems like there could be some advancing in terms of NFT technology to allow the dynamic nature of what the NFT can do to be literally written into the smart contract. See, I, I think that exponential growth breaks a lot of people's minds because we're just not designed for exponential <laughs> growth, right? Like we didn't evolve having to experience it, navigate exponential growth. But if you think about it, like I remember being like, like I was a, not quite an adult when MP3s were a new thing, right? I was a uh, preteen basically. Mm -hmm. And the idea, the idea that you could put music on a computer felt revolutionary. And it's like, they'll never be able to get movies on there. Then a few <laughs> years later, you know, like, like it, it just changes because, uh, computation gets faster, data storage gets better, everything gets cheaper, and then you write software on top of it. So you just have this scaling effect. Same thing will happen with blockchain, right? Like the, the computers that the nodes are running on, they'll get faster, they'll have cheaper data space, there'll be a more competitive market, we'll write software that's more efficient. And pretty soon the NFTs will, will be just like the software licenses we had of, of old, but it will all be there on the blockchain so that it, mm. it's controlled, you know, it's, it's just there kind of like, I, I can't create or destroy matter. I won't be able to create or destroy NFT or I won't be able to destroy NFTs, I guess, nice. unless you code it that way. Right. <laughs> okay. So how about you personally, right? You, you've just described a lot of different projects going on in Banyan Dow. You've just described like kind of how we're setting up scaling processes, dynamic NFTs, obviously endlessly fascinating, but just for you within Banyan Dow or even outside, what, what is, what does it look like for you in this next season? What do you want to be working on that you can sort of share with us publicly here? Yeah. So I'm, I'm care a lot more about the people than the technology, if I'm honest, like, okay. The fact that a DAO brings a whole bunch of people together and like lets us invest in each other and that's a win and form a whole bunch of win-win relationships. That's what I'm in it for. Um, I see the people as individuals growing, the teams growing, the projects growing. And I'm like, I want to be part of that. Um, you know, like I just, I actually, like we talked about exponential growth being something we're not used to. I think as humanity, I think almost all of our systems are already broken. And they're about to get, get more broken because things are changing. And I think we need to innovate the way we collaborate, the way that we help each other, the way we invest in each other. And so I see DAOs as a way to do that. And I think it's actually going to be super important that we do this because we're just not, we're not set up to be sole creatures that navigate the world alone and are just at the whim of a Twitter algorithm or whatever, right? Like we need to get into a spot where we can actually like claim some agency and like build the world that, that we want to. And it's only going to happen if we can, if we can group together and, uh, and not have everything be so dominated by, you know, who has the capital, who has the investment and what the business model is, but, but we can, there's so much space outside of that to explore and grow. And I think there's going to be like, just by doing it 5% different at first, I think we're actually going to create some huge businesses out of this too. So I think by just having like, kind of like the kids with the marshmallow test, you know, how, how, if they could, if the kids, uh, if the kids could have the patience to not eat the marshmallow, um, it, it, they were actually able to show that over their lifetimes, that patience uh, separated their ability to attain life goals. Wow. I think the same thing's true yeah. now is if, if we can, if we can uh, delay our gratification for capital return or, Hey, I need to own all of this right away. There's so much space. And I just look at companies like REI or, or locally PCC foods 
And like a lot of my favorite businesses are all co-ops. They figured out like they scaled before things got so competitive kind of, mm. or they found a niche. I think there's thousands of niches. And I think by, by I think DAOs are going to allow people to organize and find more and more. It's good. It's good. All right. So to recap, if somebody listening in or watching wants to get involved with Banyan DAO, learn Web3, just kind of be in part of the community, how do they do that? What will that look like when they get in? Give them a little glimpse of kind of what it'll look like when they when they join that Discord. Because it could be, if you've never used Discord, it can be a little <laughs> disorienting. <laughs> it, it can totally be disorienting because it's a fire hose. But if you go to um, if you go to BanyanDAO.xyz, you can see our website. There's like if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to jump right in, you're kind of skeptical. I, I get it. Like the internet is full of things you should be skeptical yeah, of. For sure. Go check it out. Read the FAQs. If you want to, you can click in the upper right-hand corner and go to Discord. And Discord's going to, there's like a, if you start out in the spot that says start here, that's the, the spot that's easier to get to know. And what you can do in there is you introduce yourself and, and I'll help get you set up so that we can do a welcome meeting. Right now we do two welcome meetings a week. We're about to go to three because some of our, our friends in West Africa want to launch their own. That's more during their time, love which it. I just, I love to see. And then you can come meet with us. We'll walk you through how to get involved and we'll help you get plugged into a team that makes sense for you if you want to. That is absolutely amazing. Okay, Mike, this has been great. Where can people follow Banyan Dow? Where can people follow you to continue this conversation? Yep, on Twitter, we're at Banyan Dow. You can get that through the website. You can also find me at, at Mikey Anderson. Awesome. Mike, really appreciate your time. This has been great. Thanks, Will. Cheers. All right, a couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe and you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you and your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it'd be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.